You, you swing too hard. You swing too hard. You swing too hard. You've heard that dialogue on the golf course. I swang too hard. I did this. I lifted my head. I kept my head down. Whatever. You hear it all. It's bullshit. It really is. Swinging too hard isn't really a thing. The best players in the world swing too hard or swing the hardest. The hardest. The top 1%. They swing the hardest. The long drive players, they swing a little harder than the best players in the world. Some of our best players in the world also compete in long drive. You should swing harder. Now, I wanna go through that. There's definitely some nuance to what I just said, but the words I just mentioned to you are true. My name is Tim Connor. I'm a golf coach. That's all I do. I teach golf all day long. I own and operate my golf academy here in Spokane Valley, Washington, TC Golf Academy. I teach golfers all day. I get to go through the nuts and bolts of helping people play better golf, the ups and downs, the swings, and uh, I'm here for it all. And this is my platform to help you with your golf learning curve. So let's dig in and talk about why you should actually learn to swing hard with some nuance to that. Better terminology is, are you in control or out of control? Are you able to hold your balance or you're losing your balance? Those are two different things, friends. It just, it really is. Being balanced and unbalanced, being in control and out of control are two different things. And that's where the great separator is here. You can swing hard, as hard as you want, as long as you can maintain some version of balance and control. When you don't have balance and control, you are swinging too hard for your current skill level. But you will never ever develop the distance or the ability to reach your top end, your top gear, if you don't practice swinging hard. So there's some balance here. And all of it we need to just talk a little bit more about. Training your top end, your top end speed is hyper important for the long run. Because when you golf, you wanna be able to have that gear. You wanna be able to have that top end. You wanna be able to reach that 500 yard par five in two shots. And you likely, hopefully are hitting like a six iron in. That'd be cool, right? Because you know how to swing hard, but also in control. Now the balance thing, is two separate buckets. Balance means your body's in good positions. Are you in a balanced finish position? Is your weight forward? Is your belly forward? Is there a slight bend backward in your spine? Are you balanced in your feet? Developing balance is also a skill. Can you stand on one foot? Can you ride a skateboard? Can you snowboard? Can you balance on one of those funny things that the balance board type stuff? Balance is a skill in itself, so you also have to develop your balance, but putting your body in good positions will help you be balanced more often. Moral of that story, develop your balance. Do things that are athletic. Do things that require you to understand where your body is in space. This is a skill that I will say many adult golfers, particularly in the guys category, don't have, is they don't understand where their body is in space. You don't, a lot of them don't know how to move their hips one direction or the other to pull your pelvis more underneath you and that kind of thing. That kind of body awareness is developed through some type of technical coaching typically. Uh, I really like gymnastics as a, a, as a background for that. Dance is also another really good one. Anything where a person has learned to move their body in space, ballet, all of that stuff translates to body awareness, which is really valuable in golf for developing your balance and just understanding positional awareness, which is really what balance can be. It's positional awareness under speed and load. Speed is a skill. Speed is truly a skill. Being able to develop that top end speed is a skill and an asset. I don't want you to think anything other than that. 
speed also could be a detriment if you're out of control. But assuming we're in control, we're able to maintain our balance, you cannot have too much speed. Now with everything, there's compromise. As you reach your most highest top end speed, it's likely that you're going to lose some amount of balance. But the more often we train our top end speed, the more often we're gonna find ourselves in balance and the more we're gonna increase our top end speed. So as a recommendation, I would recommend you practice at top end speed some amount of time, probably three to 5% of your practice time for an allocation, unless you were training for something else. If you're hitting 100 golf balls, maybe you hit the last five to 10 golf balls really trying to crank up your speed. And also understanding that when you're swinging your hardest, you're going to lose some accuracy as well. That's why we wanna bring our accuracy closer to our higher top end speeds. And that only happens by practicing at the top end. So we understanding we are understanding what it looks and feels like to swing our hardest and what happens. What are we likely to do? Are we likely to leave the face open or close the face? Are we likely to lose our balance? What are the things that are going to happen at your top end speed? And you don't know if you don't practice there. So it's definitely my recommendation if you're not brand, brand new to the game that you practice your top end speed some amount of time. I would consider it highly underrated because we want to develop balance at top end. We want to develop club face control at top end. We want to be able to push our top end even further so we can hit the golf ball further because always hitting the golf ball further gets us closer to the hole and getting the golf ball closer to the hole makes the game easier. I think this fourth talking point I wrote down is pretty important. It's that you should balance your drill work and your speed together. So a lot of golfers just go to the range and they just beat golf balls mindlessly. They hit ball after ball after ball without staying conscious of what they're trying to practice and work through. So we want some amount of practice to be drill work. We're working positions, we're working technique, we're working the finer things that might be the faults in our golf swing. We're working through that with drill work. Drill work could be 10 to 20% of your practice time from 100%. If our pie was 100%, drill work could be 10 to 20% of that time, depending on where you're at. If you're making a change, it should be more. If you're very comfortable with your technique, it could be less but that is a good starting point. We want that drill work to help reinforce good habits to do what we're about to do next, which is practice our top end speed. I mentioned it earlier, but five to 10% of your time would be a good place, a good amount of time to practice that top end, depending on what your goals are. And practicing your top end simply means cranking up that speed and swinging as hard as possible, learning how to generate sound with the club head, learning how to generate sound with sticks and things like that, because sound equals speed. So when you're creating that whoosh, that whoosh, a louder whoosh, is a club head that's swinging faster. And also, if you could practice with feedback, that's good. Uh, some type of launch monitor, something that's measuring your speed, but it's not necessary. I think the moral of this story is that we should work on all of the skills throughout golf. We want to balance our technique work and drill work. We want to balance our top end speed work. We want to practice with short irons, with mid irons, with long irons, with drivers. These are all separate skills that need to be practiced. And all of these skills have overlap, but they don't overlap if you're not practicing them. And the attention to the thing that needs the most work is your fastest way to play better golf. I want you to think about that for a second. If you wanna play better golf, the thing that's going to help you get there the fastest is practicing the thing you're the worst at. www.whatdoisuckat.com Go to that website and figure it out. Do the assessment. What is the thing that's keeping you from playing better golf? Is it driving accuracy? Is it driving distance? Is it hitting more greens? Is it short iron play? Is it mid iron play? Is it long iron play? Are you taking penalty strokes? 
do you have a bad short game? Are you bad at putting? Everything needs to be balanced out and deserves its amount of, uh, amount of attention. And then as you get good with one thing, you can spend more time on another thing. And we're constantly reassessing, re-evolving, and relearning. And that's what the golf learning curve is. That's what makes it so dynamic. That's why it's near and dear to my heart because it never, you never win golf and you, there's always something you can work on. It's constantly a challenge. That's what, make, that's what makes golf cool and interesting. Enjoy the challenge, work hard every day, do the little things that add up to the big things over time. Go subscribe to the YouTube channel or subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. That stuff means a lot. Leave this thing a review, share it with a friend, share it with the slicer in your group, share it with the guy or gal that last shanked a golf ball in your life. Uh, we could all use a little help from our friends. Anyway, I appreciate you. I will catch you back here same time, same place next week. He's crazy.